0: Welcome to How Do You Write. I'm your host, Rachel Herron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode 119 of How Do You Write. I'm Rachel Herron, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Today, I am talking to the marvelous Win Charles. You're going to really enjoy her story and her vivaciousness and her wit. I very much enjoyed getting to know her. We've known each other online for a while, but not in person. So that was really fun. Um, I apologize for missing last week. I think it was a reaction to <laughs> the silent retreat, um, which went wonderfully. It really changed a lot of things for me, shifted a lot of things into focus. Um, it's helping me treat myself better when it comes to things like self-care and meditation. Uh, So I wrote a whole Patreon essay about the experience. Um, So I won't even tell you about it here. You can go look at it on Patreon if you want patreon.com slash Rachel. Um, But I was very grateful to have had that because then I had a family tragedy the day I got back. Um, uh, My uncle died after wanting to die for a long time. So um, I'm okay. I really am. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was, it's been a little bit rocky seas. Um, speaking of rocky seas, rock the boat came out, uh, while I was on this hiatus. I think I, I think it came out last week. Um, it had quite a few bumps. Bumps on the ocean as the third and last book in the Ballard Brothers of Darling Bay series came out. Rock the Boat is about Jake. He's the sailor. I've been wanting to write his story forever. And when I finally got around to doing it, you guys know how much I uh, protested doing that. I had a great time and I ended up loving the book. In the process of revision, I fell in love with the book, which is normally when I fall in love with books, I generally hate my books in first drafts. Um, there are moments of like and occasional moments of love, but mostly it's hate revision is when I know I can make the book work and I made this book work and people are really liking it. Um, however, somehow when it got published, um, the, the paperback version got hijacked by a Chinese windbreaker company. (laughs) So for eight days, um, Amazon just wasn't able to fix the fact that if you ordered my book, it had the cover, it had the title. But if you looked at the interior um <laughs> description, it was an extra, extra small polyester windbreaker. So I hope that nobody bought that. Um, and <laughs> so that was hilarious. That was pointed out by a reader. Uh, I hadn't even checked. I never even thought to check that. And, um, another reader pointed out, a couple of gaffes that I had made um that were egregious, let's just say. I had um I had made a couple in the in a previous series, a previous book, trying to get pregnant, I said, although we knew she was infertile. And um from that book. And here I'm admitting this to you, because I admit everything to you guys. Uh, <laughs> the the major problem It's not a problem, but it is a um, it is something to discuss between the, the main characters in Rock the Boat is that she's infertile. What? I did it two books in a row. You know how I did it? Because I took a shortcut and did not reread even the synopsis for books one or two. I thought I had them in my head. I did not. I don't think it's Necessarily bad. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, the books are very different. The characters are very different. Uh, and infertility is one of my core, um, stories, which is interesting because I don't miss not having kids. Um, but I am infertile. So it is something that, that pops up a lot. Uh, so that was embarrassing. Another truly embarrassing thing was, um, and I didn't even tell Jay about this on the writer's well because this just came up, but, Uh, We talked about most of these things on our uh, um, episode of The Writer's well this week, but this one's a new one. I had an email from an eagle-eyed reader who said, Rachel, I love your books, but this one is riddled with typos. And I thought, that's funny. I paid a proofreader that I trust, not a proofreader, I paid a copy editor that I trust a lot of money to make this book as close to perfect as possible. Copy editors will always let slip, I would say, between one and three, one and three, um, typos. I think that's an acceptable number to me. You could even push me to five if it's a hundred thousand word book. Um, uh, but this was only a fifty thousand word book, sixty thousand word book, I think. And I said, Oh, you know what? Can I pay you a little bit of money to just proof it for me? You know, reread it, find the places that you caught it. She was, she'd actually offered to do that for me. And then I offered to pay her money because she's doing me a, a valid, a, a awesome service. So she did. She sent me 30, 30 typos of the embarrassing kind. There was one six lines in. Six lines in. I would have stopped reading the book right then I never would have gone farther. Um further copy editing myself. They were things like there and their mix-ups which we make as we're going fast. There were possessive problems. Um it's and its oh things that you know, I try really hard to catch, and of course we as writers cannot catch our own mistakes. We can't, so don't try. Um, but it brought back to me the difficulty that we all face when we are looking at editing. The problem with editing is, no matter how good you think it is, I thought she was great. I've used her before for another book, um, but I've never heard about typos in that book. So I'm wondering if she was actually just distracted, um, maybe too much on her plate. And I actually did send her the document that my proofer sent me saying, this is kind of, I didn't say kind of, unacceptable. 30 errors is crazy. Like if I had done a close read, I would have caught a lot of those. Uh, I didn't do a close read because I didn't think I had to. I did a close edit, a close revision, but my eyes don't have copy editor focus when I'm doing that. And I have to admit I'm a crappy copy editor. Um, I think a lot of us are. So... And when you, like I'm saying, like I was saying, um, when you hire an editor, you get what you get and you can't tell if they're good or bad. Sometimes, sometimes it takes an outside reader saying this isn't good enough. Uh, because when an editor gets our work back to us, we think, Oh my gosh, look at all the stuff they found. We cannot see what they didn't find. Okay. Another funny, not funny, but okay story. Um, so stolen things is my thriller that's coming out in Penguin from Penguin in hardcover in July, August. I'm not making much sense. I'm fighting a migraine today. Sorry. Um, so I'm a little bit confused wordedly. <laughs> you guys are so patient. Um, so it's coming out. I've read it a million times. My agent has read it a bajillion times. My editor read it a lot. Um, I had a copy editor, a proofreader, another proofreader, um, multiple reads within the publishing house you know everybody in sales read it marketing read it uh, cover design read it everybody's read it I gave an ARC an advanced readers copy to a friend of mine who loves thriller (laughs) this is so embarrassing and she texted me the other day she'd finished it she loved it and then about an hour later she goes do you mind if I ask you a question and I texted back of course you know go for it and she was worried about hurting my feelings but it's you can't hurt my feelings with these kind of things she (laughs) said Why did the bad guy do the really bad thing at the very end? And I sat around with that question. (laughs) This was my answer. I have no idea. It never crossed my mind to ask. He had motivations for all of the bad things he's been doing through the whole book. But the ultimate bad thing he does? No. It didn't make any sense for his character. It (laughs) It just didn't work. And I thought... For a while, you know, probably for an hour, I sat around with that text thinking, "Ah, nobody else will notice. (laughs) That's a bad sign. And then I thought, oh, holy crap. She's a great reader. Other great readers will ask that question. Um, And so I emailed my editor immediately to see. I didn't even know if they'd started printing the hardcovers yet. Um, They hadn't. It was an easy fix, we could give him motivation with two sentences added in a last conversation, um, not between the killer, but between um, a couple of other people. The motivation was established, it's there, it's satisfactory, I even ran it past that reader. She goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's all I needed, I just needed to know that. Um, she's not a writer, she's a really curious and interested reader, and she saw something that people in the writing industry did not see. Um, so I guess my point is here, don't feel bad if these things pop up. This is my 24th book and these things pop up. Problems in logic that I hadn't even seen. Typos that I wouldn't be able to see. Um, continuity issues, which I could have fixed had I taken the time to read the first two books, but I didn't want to in that uh, romance series. Um, and they're not a big deal. Like I'm laughing about them right now because I do find them funny. I think I would find them less funny if that, I'd find, I'd find the, the villain question of motivation really disturbing if it had come up in Amazon review after Amazon review when the book was out. That really would have bothered me. So I'm very, very grateful to that reader. And that's enough about that. Um, yeah. So that's out in the world. It's fantastic. Uh, I have some new Patreon supporters. Rebecca Mongrain. Hello, Rebecca. Becky Allen, who is, awesome. She's been on a retreat with me. I love her. Um, Mariah, thank you for upping your pledge. You darling girl, you didn't need to, but thank you. Um, with all my heart, anybody who supports me on Patreon, thank you. Patreon.com slash Rachel. It allows me to write those essays, which are truly what I love to write. And I posted this on Facebook yesterday. I have a hard time being proud of my fiction. It's just difficult. Um, I'm not as confident in it, even though I've done way more of it than anything else. It's just a slippery beast, right? But the nonfiction, I'm confident in, I'm proud of, and I know I do a damn good job. And on the flip side, I know that I'm always getting better at it. So it's something that I really love to do. So thank you, if you're a patron, for allowing me the time and the focus to do that every month, to really spend days and days thinking and writing and going really, really deep. So that's fabulous. Let's jump into the awesome interview with Win. I know you're going to enjoy it. Um, I'm jumping on the road right now to do a quick, quick road trip down the coast um, to see family. And I hope that this weekend, this week, you get some writing done. I always say that I would love it if you guys tell me about your writing, and sometimes you write to me about it, and it just makes my day when you do, so please do hit me on my email, um, which is rachel at rachelherron.com, or on Twitter, or anywhere else you can find me. So thank you for being here, and happy writing to you. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write, and you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more
1: pleased today to welcome to the show, Win Charles. Hello, Wynne. I am so honored to be here. As I was telling you, Rachel, before we picked up, the recording, I said, this is my fan girl moment because <laughs> I don't know how I found So You Wanna. So, um how do you write? So You Wanna Be Writers. Another great podcast.
0: Probably Alex, available. Somebody should yeah. grab that.
1: They are always, <laughs> I'm always finding them skill writing podcasts. And don't ask me how I found the ears. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm so glad you did. Let me give you a little bio before we jump into questions. Uh, born with cerebral palsy, Wynne Charles has defied the odds by becoming an author. Her memoir, I, Win," is an amazing story of how she remembers her life through the years of having a condition called CP. As a competitor in the Kona Ironman Triathlon, CEO of her own jewelry design company, and motivational speaker, Wynne Charles truly is an inspiration to many, including me. Today, Wynne Charles tours the country speaking to schools and institutions to raise awareness about cerebral palsy and living a full life no matter what holds you back. She is also an advocate of veterans around the world. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you.
1: Well, I'm so happy to be here. I figure I might as well do do it in the room that I listen to your podcast. And of course, I won't be listening to my own episodes. (laughs) I don't listen to my own episodes when I'm on as a podcast, I don't so either. I, my own. <laughs> I don't either because invariably, if I listen to
0: myself talking to someone else, I realize that I oh, I should have said this. I should have said yes. that. Why did I stutter yes, exactly. over that word? It's too painful. On my own podcast, when I'm editing, I'm like, oh well, whatever. It's about the guests, yes. so yes. I want to talk to you about your process because you do so much and you you have such a full life. I want to know
1: what your writing process is. Where do you fit that in? Well, I was thinking about it today, and um one of the questions you asked, you guessed, is how, when, and where. Yes. I <laughs> um, luckily have a supportive family. I'm also going back to journalism school, believe it or not. Good thing. And I have the most supportive family ever. And so when I stick it on my schedule, they listen to my schedule, surprisingly. So that would be a tip for you guys. Stick it on your schedule and tell your your accountability buddies at your house that you're actually going to write. You get a lot more writing done if you tell someone not to bother you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Including yourself, right? I need to tell myself (laughs) not to bother myself. Yes. I was having a horrible time today with that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So,
0: and where do you prefer to write? Do you write it from home or do you go out?
1: I have, well, I used to have my laptop set up in my room. Then I got rid of the laptop in my room because I would be speaking to Dragon Naturally speaking in the middle of the night if you let me. Oh, wow. I would be speaking to Dragon Naturally speaking if you let me. So I said, ah, no, let us Move the laptop out to a desk, with books around me, so I get a little inspiration there. And I just speak to Dragon Naturally Speaking. I know that you have had issues with Dragon Naturally Speaking on Mac side, and I have too. I use Siri on Mac side, and then I use Dragon Naturally Speaking on a PC, which it's better on the PC. It than is, actually. yeah. And Dragon, naturally speaking, better job on the PC. The Mac version recently came out. I have that one too, and it's terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's gotten a tiny bit better, but to be really honest, right now my Dragon is not even booting up. I I need yeah. to I need to uninstall the whole thing. So I haven't yep. been using it at all, and I really want to use it more. So you sound like you're an expert at all things voice controlled, anyway.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's helpful. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to getting the writing done?
1: Well, I just dropped a new book on speech dictation. It's called Smile with Dictation. I love that. I it didn't know that. Here's you guys all about how to write books using Dragon, using Silly, using all these speech dictation technologies and my biggest challenge is getting dancing to work when <laughs> I heard your complaints about dragon actually speaking I'm like oh good I'm not the only <laughs> one my biggest challenge is getting dragon to actually dictate do you actually edit with dragon as well I I try yeah. but I just would development my big goal for, one of my big goals for 2019 is to self edit before I send it to my editor. And so I have to go back and edit this book. And because I did it in the years past where I would just learn development and then send it to mm-hmm. my editor. And my co-editors, they said, "When what is this? That's what are you trying to say." So that's my big goal for 2019 is to self-edit the book before you set it off professionally.
0: And your book is called "Smile with Dictation."
1: My latest one. That's yeah. fabulous.
0: I'm going my to latest grab it.
1: One is, and my um, it can be found on Amazon. It can be found on all the good. Um, Ebook stores and how I publish that one is via Draft to digital
0: Oh yeah, they're great.
1: Draft to digital is a um, wonderful aggregator, so
0: and you can yes. get to libraries and schools and yes. everything and everything from them. What is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? And I can't wait to hear this.
1: My biggest joy is when I get a five star review. My, Heck yeah, and I tell. I they tell me and they tell you not to read all reviews, <laughs> but my biggest and my biggest joy is going to read your book Stolen Moments, uh, the latest one. And you have tapped that tag at the bottom of the email because now I want to read your work. Oh, I hope you enjoy it. It's I, coming out in August, so. I um, well, when it comes out, either get a review copy and send it to me or on my podcast and then we can talk about it. I because, would love that. Yeah.
0: Tell tell the listeners what your podcast is called so they can go find it. Oh, that.
1: my podcast, I have a several, and, but the big one Rachel's talking about is Ask When and it's where I interview people and authors and I just got a pitch from an 80 year old woman who self published a book and she picked me and I'm going to her name is Patricia and I just hung up the phone with her before I got on the phone with you I said Patricia I gotta go and she goes I I will be waiting for your email and the fact that she found me and pitched me and made sense I said wow I love that sense of this book and she managed to learn the self Publishing technology, and I'm. I said to her, "I'm thirty-one years old. I still have a hard time learning this self-publishing technology." And, and this
0: eighty-three-year-old grabbed the marketing bull by yeah. the horns, yeah. and is yeah. doing it exactly right. That's yeah, awesome. Well, I can't That's wait awesome. to hear her. Yeah, so
1: I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to have her on my podcast. Maybe she can teach me as I go do, and teach all of us as I go do. I'm like. Wow! Wow!
0: <laughs> well, can you share a craft tip of any sort with us?
1: Oh, geez. I was <laughs> racking my brain all day for that question. <laughs> and I think my craft tip is going to be, just do it. Just do it. Because even though you're traditionally published, you're also a big fan of self-publishing. Mm-hmm. I am. I yeah. am. As of tomorrow so cross Singers, and toes and everything tomorrow, I am getting another book from my publisher about Kate Spade's suicide. Oh. I will novel based on that. And I am going to try to present it to a small press publisher. Perfect. Intent. So we'll see. We'll see what um happens with that one. But I my biggest craft tip is just do it, and if you get a rejection letter, don't worry about it. I got rejection letters out to Ying Yang from the big boys, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to let this push me down to Smith & Wesson. I'm... Just to do it my own way.
0: Do you do you let yourself? Uh, this is something I always ask people. Um, do you let yourself feel the pain of rejection, or do you just kind of shut it off? <sighs> I find myself usually giving myself a certain a period of time. Like I'll let myself wallow and eat ice cream for twenty four hours. That's my rule, and then I got to pull up my big girl pants and get on with it. What do you do?
1: Um, I because they're so um email. They email you the rejection letters. You don't get them in the mail anymore. I mean, I just think that's the worst thing. And I'm like, okay, bad email about my mm. book. Mm-hmm. That book will live somewhere else. It will probably live mm. on Amazon and fast as you anyway. So I love that my book will live somewhere else.
0: My book will live somewhere else. I adore that. And it just says everything. It says that my book will live. My book is living. Books are living yes. items that we create. Yes. And they become, they they take new life every time a reader reads them, right? They become yes. new all over exactly. again. And so they're living it's, all over the place. That's
1: gorgeous. Now, exactly. So my book will live someplace else. And with the power of all these tools, now, geez, you can self-publish a book and make it look professional, or you can have... A uh, small uh, traditional publisher do it. Hmm.
0: I've had some friends with have been really really happy with some of the smaller presses that are. It's traditional, yeah. but you get more personalized attention yeah. at these places. So
1: I'm um I. That's what I'm hoping. One of my fans actually let me in on this one because they published her book, and I said to ask in my podcast. I said, who did you publishing, and she said, Well, I'll hook you up with them. So, all you have to do is submit the manuscript, and we'll see. Oh, so, that's, that's awesome! Yeah, that's so great. Always. Curiosity killed
0: the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the cat came back. The cat always comes back. That the is what I, comes that's back. what I learned. Yes. <laughs> well, I love your craft tip of just do it because I think that sums up everything we need to do in writing. All of it, the writing and the business. When you are just sitting around talking, writing, you know, you're, you're just with a friend or so with somebody on your podcast, what's the thing you're always most excited to talk about?
1: I am most excited to talk about hitting the go button. And people like (laughs) Ben, why are you so excited about hitting the go button? And your audience will understand. After we spent months and months and months and blood, sweat and tears and um, everything else on this book, you're just so excited to hit the go button, whether (laughs) it's to a traditional publisher, Mm -hmm. whether it's to your agent, to You're like, get this book out from underneath me and let it have a shelf on, let it have space on the bookshelf.
0: Yes. Yes, you will. You will appreciate this. I released a book last week, um, I think last Monday. So we're talking now on Tuesday. So it's been eight days. Um, The ebook versions are up everywhere. Um, This is Rock the Boat. And the print version got hijacked. And up until now, for eight days, it has been selling a, a windbreaker jacket. So when you go to the link, it shows my book, the beautiful Man Chest, and then all the descriptions for this windbreaker from China, and nobody could fix it. I'm like, I can't, I can't even hit the gold button. You just get a damn jacket for
1: 11.99. You can't even hit the gold button. You can't. It was killing me. It was killing me. <laughs> No, <laughs> when, um, when you will appreciate this one. So, and at the time, I didn't even know what I'm doing. Now I know better. Um, when I first published I Win eight years ago, I did it via Create Space, which is no longer in mm-hmm. existence, you guys. So, and I noticed when we, um, went and do, did a book signing. I went and did a book signing for my original book because I was so excited. I published a book and I got it out after my mom died. And when I went and picked up the poster and I still have the poster I noticed they squished the subtitle on my um, cover <gasps> and create space. Forgot to put a space in between two words. And I'm like Really, guys? <laughs> really? And so I've learned to just be really careful on camera or just have a professional designer do it. Because I'm like, really, you guys? Really? And we so, can never
0: see our own mistakes. We can't, you know, I can look at it 4,000 times and I will not <laughs> yeah, see yeah, those things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, windbreakers and squishings sometimes. Maybe that will be my craft tip. Always get uh, (laughs) professional design into design covers. I I believe in that. You
0: guys. I have a friend, a, a very good friend who worked for a big traditional publishing house for many years and was the copy editor and copy edited the front of a very, I can't even say who it was, but a very famous person's book yeah. and didn't notice that the woman's last name was spelled wrong and they oh, printed a 100,000 oh, copies oh, of it with the misspelling right and either. then they had to pulp the entire 100,000 book run and she almost got fired. <laughs> Uh, and she's professional. Like, even professionals yeah, miss this stuff. That's a <sighs> that's, that's story in itself. So. <laughs> what is the best book that you've read recently, and why
1: did you love oh, it? Oh, the. Well, I can give you my favorite book. And my favorite book was actually only done because I looked it up today from another podcast. And that is Sue Kid's book, The Secret Legend of Bees. I love that that's book. One of yeah. my favorites. But my favorite book that I read recently is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Isn't that
0: great? Tell me what you loved about it. I loved it.
1: It just got me in that creative mind headspace and she goes in Big Magic she goes it took me forever to publish Eat Play Love and I'm like, "Good. She's not the only one." <laughs> Um so, I, I do you reread books? I do not because they're on my Kindle app and they're on my phone, so I do not I I can't physically read a book. I'm so uh, guys I can't so if you send me the gallery copies of your book, I can't unless you send me the Kindle copies. The digital because yeah. Because I the digital copies because I can't physically hold a book.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, but but you bringing big magic back up makes me feel like I should reread it. Like I think I would get a lot out of a second read. Yeah, um, because yeah. it was so yeah. ins- it was so inspiring me to me. Did you listen to her um, podcast, Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast I about did. Big Magic? I did. I did. Yeah. Did you like it?
1: Says, I did. I did I too. Didn't like it, and I, yeah,
0: I did. And that was called, I think it was called Magic Lessons. And if people are into that, I think it was only 10 episodes long. And she walked people through doing scary, creative things. It It was wonderful.
1: I remember that because um, at the time I was, should I publish this novel or not? My second book at the time, View from My Hills, uh, about a disabled fashion designer is a good one for you and it's a great title I'm, too I'm like well should i publish this second novel after no, i win did so well i'm like how are people going to see me as a novelist and now people were saying you do better novels than you do memoirs what a compliment they they, they said to me oh, uh, win you better not be doing memoirs. <laughs> you better be doing novels. You do better novels than you do um, memoirs. So, now, but at the time, I was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert um, gaining up the courage to publish this novel. And at the time, I still use Create Space, which is now KDP. And I don't know if you were in the debacle of... Um, Switching books all the way but oh, that was painful. I actually
0: don't hate me. I just ignored it. I ignored, ignored every yes, single thing that they sent me, and then did. I just went over one day, and it looked like they had moved them all for me.
1: I do, I, I do. And yesterday, yesterday, I you'll appreciate this one. So I got an email from them saying, "Please come ah. when you move," and because of tax purposes. I'm like, you guys, I you have my address on file. turned out the next thing turned up at my house yesterday. Right. But I'm like, don't be scaring us during tax season. <laughs> I <know. laughs> oh, seriously. I had what? the exact same thought. <laughs> yeah, don't be scaring us during tax season. We need money. And so I'm like, you guys, they just want to scare us during tax season. Please complete the move. Your tax um, forms will be sent out and am like, you guys already sent out tax forms before you send out the emails. And it's actually, it is incumbent upon them to get them to us,
0: not yes, for us to get yes. them from them legally. Huh? I am not a tax professional, I will say
1: that. Well, not a tax professional, but geez, please when you do a merger, make sure your paperwork is all in order. Another hot tip from Wynn. Please <laughs> you do a thank you KDP when you do a merger, um, and KDP is still painful.
0: Well, and they sell a lot of windbreakers, I hear. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. what
1: would you like to plug
0: right now? What would you like to tell I us about? I'd
1: love to plug one my Twitter, and my Twitter is Win Kelly Charles. It's my full name: W I N Kelly K E L O Y Charles C H A L L A S. And, of course, the outside And, of course, if you tweet me on Twitter, I'll tweet you back. And then I would like to plug my S- Smile with Dictation book because I give away all my secrets. So then you guys <laughs> don't have to come to Rachel and I and say, we want to be like you and write books and make money off books. I want to no.
0: be like you. I want to dictate better. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I, I need oh, that.
1: I'm going to right after I, this. I know. I, I thought of you when I published the book. I'm like, oh, well, she's going to be one of myself because <laughs> she's struggling right now. With I'm still I'm still punching dragon in the face yeah, whenever I can. <laughs> no, day, today I wanted to punch it too, so <laughs> don't feel bad. That makes me feel better. Like, really? Today I wanted to punch it too. I'm like, Billy Really? I just got up and walked away. I went in a launch. I'm like, Lily, really, you're not going to help me today. I do a podcast. <laughs> be on one of my favorite podcasts. Speaking on Dragon Naturally Speaking, no, I didn't want to help. But I, I got up and walked away. I'm like, you want to have this fight Dragon Naturally Speaking?
0: No. I will win because I will move away from the
1: desk and you have to stay there. Yes, I will win. And... Win-win situation. My name is Win, and I will <laughs> move away from the dash. Win-wins. Yes, yes.
0: Well, it has yes. been such a treat to talk to you. It's such a delight to well, meet you virtually I- like this. Um,
1: face the name yes. and um, maybe when I get out there, I will have to. My next big thing is when I get out of journalism school is to. Go across the country and
0: oh give gosh. out my fan base hugs. I would love to get a hug from you. Let's plan that when you're out this way. Thank you Let's so plan. much, Wynne. You just made my Thank day. You. It's lovely talking oh, to you, okay. and, I, and we'll be in contact very soon. Thank you. Okay, take Bye. care. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write.